Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's and what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. It's better to look ahead and prepare than look back and regret. Jackie Joyner Kersey. I want to talk about regret because that's a big thing. Regret is us saying to ourselves, we wish that that never happened. We wish that experience never happened. We wish we never met those people. But when you look at your life overall and you are where you are presently now, Everything happens for a reason. And regardless of how frustrated or angry or challenged we are in situations, 
those situations are happening for a reason. It's moving you out of your comfort zone to grow. It's moving you out of a place where you feel stuck. And trust me, through challenges, through trauma, obstacles, and hurdles, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Today, I will seek the light at the end of the tunnel, knowing everything happens for a good reason. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. 
I always talk about when I bring on my guests, how much it is a treat for you. Um, and it is. And it also is a treat for me. But this next guest, ladies and gentlemen, literally changed my life. And um, when I sit down and when I write my memoirs, um, I got a whole chapter for this one right here. A whole chapter. Um, One of the most talented and truly represents for me what a spirited actor is and what a spirited actor embodies Ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to stand up and I want you guys to put your hands together for our guest who I am ecstatic to have on the show, ladies and gentlemen, Kashanda Lee Perrell. Wow. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Changed my life. Thank you. And you changed mine. I mean, you, um, I say something. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 for one, am just honored, moved uh, to be in your presence today, Tracy. Um, you know, I wouldn't be where I sit if it wasn't for you. Um, you are definitely part of my integral village who helped me to come out of my shell when I was just a little puppy um, living in New York. And you helped to give me the wings. And not only did you help to give me the wings, you helped me learn how to use them. So it was about, okay, I'm going to help you understand that you have the tools. And now I'm going to help you get get them out of the box and actually utilize them so that you can make something more of your experience because I see this in you. And you were one of the first people when I moved to New York after I graduated from school to do that for me, for me as a performer, for me as a creative And I will never forget, and I will always be indebted to you for that. I know there are a lot of people who have those words to say. I add on to the list, and I meet it from the bottom of my heart. So that's how I'd like to begin. I just want to cry. (laughs) It's the truth. It's the truth. I I feel the same so much about you. The footage to prove it. Like, and and you know, I want to say this because your posture would never have spoke that. When I first met you in Starbucks, downstairs from Def Jam, Sunshine, because Trey Renee introduced me to you as a publicist. That's right. That's and right. I desperately needed a publicist because I, right. um, I had just written my first book um, and we sat there and I was like, I don't care what the price is. I don't care whatever. I'm working with this one. Right <laughs> that was kismet. <laughs> That's for sure. You knew exactly, in my opinion, what you were talking about, work ethic, structure. Um, and when you talk about believing, because I want to talk about from the beginning, um, as a as an actress, as a, just a creative being, because we're all multi-hyphenated and, and yes, you know, yes. just as a creative being. Isn't that beautiful? Can we just say how wonderful it is that we now do not have to be defined by one thing uh-huh. and it's okay and people don't say, I'm confused. You have to be this or that. Mm-hmm. You get to be all the things. I, so I just want to say thank you for even saying that. Oh, yes. And you're welcome because one of the things I hated when I started as a casting director, people, and I said, oh, you don't want to direct. And they'd say, oh, Master of some, you know, that cliche. (laughs) Don't put that on me. And why do I have to be limited to this space for 50 years and then get a gold watch and, you know, retire? I don't want to do that. So where did it start for you? Because 
Um, I have to say this, you guys, as a writer, let me tell you something, because I, I literally want to fight you. I read an article recently. <laughs> how Viola Davis finding me uh, cemented my relationship with my memoirs on Audible, right? Uh, so mm-hmm. I met this, I read this article that Krishandra wrote. First of all, we don't limit, we don't use our words. Krishanda uses her words. And let me explain. I realized after reading that article how basic and limited my vocabulary is in some cases, right? So not only I use this as thesaurus, but the thesaurus since reading that article has changed. I It's under my, like, no, because you are a wordsmith. The way you craft your words, I'm telling you, you guys need to read this article. Like it was so powerful. It just landed in my soul. And as a writer in terms of your work, the same goes for that. And we're going to talk about some of your writing, but I want to start. Where did it all start for you in terms of being this creative masterpiece that you are? Wow. Um, well, you know, I, I was rooted in the church. So I think that that's where, you know, just the idea to use your mouth uh, to orate started with my grandmother. Um, And it was an outlet for me. You know, I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. My mother was a teenager when she had me and didn't have a lot of the tools, many of the tools, but she had a lot of love for me and uh, and just believed in in me a lot as well. And, um, you know, uh, self-expression became my outlet. It was the one thing that I knew I could control couldn't control the surroundings, couldn't control where I lived, could control, you know, who was my friend or who wasn't my friend, but I could control that piece. So creative writing was a big deal for me. I always kept a journal since I was a kid and um, inspired by my aunt to do that. And the idea of getting on a stage and somebody different was also very interesting to me because I got a chance to escape some of the things that I was experiencing at home. So you all know as actors that that's part of the the joy of it. Um, Some people get so involved as method actors, they don't want to (laughs) leave what they're learning. (laughs) Um, At the same time, it's a release. It was a release for me. And it's one of those things that I'm just beyond grateful that I get to do this and pursue this as a career because I would be doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. I would be, you know, if I was stacking boxes at UPS, I'd be in the back going, and the box should be here. We're going to elevate the box and put it on this shelf. To the, I mean, I would still find ways to express <laughs> what I, it's in me. So yeah. thank God that there was that God is merciful that says, you know, I'm going to help you make a dollar <laughs> from doing this. <laughs> so I'm going to let you write essays. And I'm going to help you make a dollar from that I'm, because I, I would still be doing that. And um it, it it is um it really is my release. It really is my church. Right. And for actors, because um I think that one of the gifts that you have, inclusive of being an actress, is being a writer. How important is it for actors today um to create their own projects? Um, the Forever Tree, for instance, the short film you wrote. Oh, your research. Holy I, Max. No, let me Great. tell you something. When it was on Inside the Black Box with Joe Morton and Tracy Moore on Crackle TV, download for free. But um, Wendell was on. Yes. And so, yeah, Wendell Pierce, and he's on Broadway right now. So um, how important is it for actors to just take control of their own careers instead of relying on other entities? Well, you know, I 
I used to say that it's all about coming from my perspective as a black woman, because I had not seen um, many of the layers that we have as black women exhibited on screen, exhibited on stage, probably more so on stage. You get those opportunities because you really don't have a lot of you know, you can just get on a stage, but to put it to the take it to the level of putting it on screen, be it television or the theater and movie screens, if you will. Um, I really need I needed to see myself. And so as an actor, um, I knew that I can either continue to audition for things that didn't speak to me um, and or I can create those roles myself and then do the due diligence to create the work so that I can see those images. You know, the Forever Tree, thank you for bringing that up, because that was my very first, you know, professional experience to uh, write a role, to be participatory in a team of writing a role that speaks to black women who are smart, who are who are curious um, and who are vulnerable um, and all these different adjectives that I don't ever get to see. There was there's no stereotypes, if you will. Um, and it was so freeing. And so although I had aspirations and I will always have aspirations to act. I mean, I feel that for me, I will probably end up putting myself in the roles that I'd like to see more so than the roles that I would earn, because um we still have so far to go. We've come so far, but we still have so far to go. And, and so in that regard, I would encourage uh, all actors, uh, not even just actors of color, because again, it's still a very narrow window when you look at television, how it was 10 years ago and even five years ago, and now it's changing. And I'm so grateful for that. It's so open, um, but we're getting an opportunity to get culture involved. And it isn't just the white guy, isn't just the white guy, the white guy who happens to have a Swiss background. And why does that, why is that meaningful? Because of this, it's not just the black girl who is, you know, the black girl, but she also is West Indian and not just Jamaican, you know, we're dealing with black girls who are West Indian, who are, you know, coming from the Bahamas or coming from, you know, who are Bayesian. I mean, just the idea that there's so much of us as people, um, there's never going to be too much of storytelling and peeling away layers. And so for me as a, as a creative, just in general, um, I just continue to add to that tapestry. I see you, you know, just as a writer, you know, sometimes people may specialize in horror and this, but I see you as a writer. When you look at a film like Till hmm. and think of our history here in America, um, do you think about writing stories, historical stories as well about our history? Yes. Well, you know, The Forever Tree is a film that's magical realism, um, mm -hmm. historical fiction. You know, it's 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 an alignment with the films that have come out that I'm so proud of. For example, uh, Barry Jenkins did The Underground for Amazon, uh, starring the incredible uh, new star, bright star in our light of actresses and actors, um, uh, Thuso, who was also uh, in The Woman King. And, um, you know, it's it's a way of reimagining um, history. I, I don't necessarily feel that I am called to write a story that is dealt that's dealing with um, some of the elements of our past as black people um, that include, you know, enslavement. Um, some people do that very well. I'm a big reader of our history. Um, I support and, and was just in awe of 12 Years a Slave. The writer of that film uh, happened to be a Milwaukee native where I'm from, okay. John Ridley. Raise your hands for that. Um, and so there are people who are called to write those stories. For me, the history that I'd like to tell um, is in a different way of triumph. Right. A different kind of uh, 
elevating um, a different way of uh, breaking through barriers, a different way of doing that. And so the Forever Tree, for example, you know, we're including people like uh, who are real people who are Madam C.J. Walker. We are including, you know, real uh, people, um, but we don't we're, we're giving them a new a new sort of. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers because we are currently developing the feature for that short. Um, but we are we are giving them a new breath of life right. and the outcomes that they had um, aren't exactly what we know is truth. But it's a new way of getting younger people to be understanding of who these people are, too. Um, you know, I, I I just wrote the Black History play for my daughter's school and um it's all about the inventors uh, and 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 it's not you know sort of like focusing on aerodynamics and you know, those big words that you know people would say oh black people in order to be recognized it has to be extraordinary you know i listened to as an aside i was listening to chris rock saying how when he was living in uh alpine new jersey he lived next door to people like Mary J. Blige, who happened to be the best R&B singer in the world. But then next to him, the white person who lived next to him was just a dentist. <laughs> so in order to live in Alpine as a black person, you got to be the best, you know, extraordinary. I wanted to express how inventors of everyday things. Uh -huh. So we're weaved in the fabric, historically speaking. There is so much of our contributions to the country, to the world, to the planet that have to do with everything like a light bulb. Right. An elevator, you know, a stoplight. It doesn't have to be super extraordinary things that we use every single day. The super soaker, you know what I mean, um, was was created by somebody who looks like us. And so, for me as a storyteller, and it's when it comes to historical information, and you know, getting back to that, um, it's a different kind of triumph. But it's all for the elevation, right? And when you talk about elevation, I want to talk about your book because. Whew, you guys, um, we come as girls, we leave as women. Um, everything starts in the home and what you're taught in home mm -hmm. and we emulate, right? And mm -hmm. so when I um, when I first heard about your book, I was like, Krishanda is getting them early. She's getting them early. And that's when you need to get them. Because um, just a, a, a quick story, I went to... Uh, this beautiful um, all women leadership uh, church event in uh, Marlboro, Maryland. And it was 5,000 girls ranging from the age of five to 21. Wow. 5,000. And it was uh, female ministers, everything um, that, um, you know, we went, we talked from hygiene to relationships, everything, right? So we get into the church and the uh, reverend, she's preaching, and she says, um, all of you who don't have relationships or know your dad or have never met your dad, come to the pulpit and we will pray for you. Hmm. I was sitting in the like third row in front and, you know, I kind of just leaned back, you know, on the pew, on, on the, um, the, the back. And do you know that um, there were maybe 50 women left in the audience? as these young women walked. And what really took me out was to see like a seven-year-old holding hands of a five-year-old and walking together to the pulpit. And at that moment, I was like, my God, if this is, you know, we have to start here because your dads are your first love. Your dads, um, 
teach you how you should be treated as a princess. So that's what resonated with me when I heard about your book, read your book. And also we all have been traumatized and we don't deal with the trauma. And what we do is we keep it in our bodies, you know? Um, And that was a takeaway from me as well. So can you can you tell our audience, um, one, what inspired you to write this, whew, this book? And what is your goal, your purpose through this? Because they're, oof, I think what you're doing is brilliant. Thank you. Um, and thank you for saying that. Um, it's very endearing. I just was looking, listening to you and just looking at the visual at the same time. And I'm going, that is the American way, unfortunately. Um, especially for people of color, it was set up for us Black girls to not have um, all those opportunities with the fathers, um, just by way of all the things that have happened uh, to us as people and all the things. And I'm grateful that there is there's a turnaround to that. <clears throat> Black Men Smile and all, all these other organizations that are really trying to encourage um, and, and uplift those who are being supportive in the household. Um, I'm grateful to have somebody who does that too in my household. So they do exist, but it's we still have work to do. And you know what I mean? But <clears throat> the encouragement is showing uh, of the people who are actually doing it and then elevating it from there. Um, we come as girls, we leave as women. Um, you know, that story, it, it, it comes from the same uh, intention that all the stories that I've been given, um, because that's the way I feel that they're all kind of in me, they're given to me. I don't create them. They're a spark in my in my heart, and then they go to my head, and then they come out onto the page. Um, all about empathy. Every single thing that I write, um, and that's the common thread. So when someone says, "But you can write a story forever, tree," and then you write a story about this and a story about that, how? What's the connection? It's all about empathy um, and and connection because when you are able to see somebody else's um, experience, hear about them, understand where they're coming from, you understand them better and you also end up understanding yourself better and then you end up connecting and, and being more open to um, the variety of people we have in the world. And Become As Girls We Leave As Women is a story that, that was born in me You know, after I was having my second child. And I wanted to write a story that spoke to teenage girls from around the world um, who are, you know, in one space. I chose a boarding school because that's where I also attended. Um, and to see how they all could use that wonderful word of empathy to get through. Um, and and it's, it's a story just about encouraging young people, in particular women, young girls, women to be about no matter what it is that they are going through, whether they have challenges from their fathers, whether they don't have a father, whether they are having differences with their mothers or um, financial challenges or too much financial wealth and resources, but not enough love, um, you're going to be okay. Because as long as you believe in you and you surround yourself with those who also believe in you, which you don't need many, um, you're going to be fine. And so these girls in this particular story go through a they go through a, a, a a plethora of experiences. This is not a story about they went to boarding school and the teacher was this way. And, you know, it, it's not really about school. It's about self-development. 
you know, my intention for writing Become As Girls We Leave As Women was not about boys. It's not about drugs. You think that when you're writing a story that's geared towards the young uh, audience, um, you're focusing on those things because that seems to be the biggest hurdles that they have. I wanted to get the girls before they were being inundated with, hey, baby, you want to go lay in the bed or you want to try some weed or you want to try this other drug before they get to that space. Mm -hmm. After reading this book, and I've got a copy here so you can see what the title yeah, looks yeah, like. Okay. <laughs> um, before you, um, when you finish that book, you know, the intent was to help arm a young woman, a girl with a, with some level of self-esteem from the inside. So by the time they're being approached by things from the outside, they'll say, uh-uh, not today. Right. Oh my God. I just I see it. So is that in production as well? Yes. <laughs> We're working on a script. We're working on the pro you know, all of the works can be can be on the screen. I mean, again, so the same energy that wrote this book, Become as Girls and Leave as Women, is the same energy that wrote this book, Share the Dream. Wow. And I wrote that, but that would drop before we come as girls. And that's a story about a woman who has an animal sanctuary in Atlanta. She did it all by herself. She's a one woman powerhouse like yourself, Tracy, oh. and 1500 animals and 250 acres. She prayed into existence um, and is saving really the planet and the world just by doing the thing that she loves the most. And again, she's an ordinary woman. She doesn't have the regal trappings. She did marry a prince. <laughs> she is a woman walking the earth and, you know, just has a belief. Belief rules everything. And it starts here. So if you have that, other people feel that you believe in you. And then they go, she really believes in herself. I'm going to believe in that, too. I can tell you um, firsthand that that is how I believe Spirited Actor became as big as it has become and how your career and how your energy has just, you know, continuously because you haven't stopped. You've just been a steady climb in the industry, so well respected. But it came, why I was so attracted to you was because I knew you believed in you. I wow. knew you believed in you. And as a publicist coming in, you know, really afraid to go on the front, that was in part why I chose publicity because I, I wanted to help other people, but I couldn't do for myself. And it took me time. It took someone like you to say, you know, I think you need to get on stage too. I know you have <laughs> something in you too. But for a while, I really was endeared to and committed to helping people who I knew had something um, to, to help raise them up and help them ascend. And for you, you could feel it. You could feel the self-belief. You could feel the spirit in you. And that attracts people. So all the works that I'm doing, um, that's the bottom line. It's the empathy piece. It's the self-belief piece. And the self-belief attracts more people. And when you have more people who are in your orbit, who see what that does, they then say, I wonder if I believe in myself, what will happen? And then it just becomes this continual beautiful um, un un unfolding of just joy and community. And so I've watched you do it. I'm a part of that community. I graduated from the Spirited Actor. I came through that portal um, and I'm watching other people do it. I see how on, you know, uh, the black box, how you're continuing to do it and just doing it in a different way. But, you know, it's all, we're all connected. Um, I, I don't know what else to say, except for that's what fuels everything. And when, right when I feel like I'm not, fully um, creative. And I put my pen down and I go, I don't think I have another thing to say. You know, here comes something else. 
Thank God something else comes. TSA <laughs> alumni unite. That's right. TSA That's alumni not. unite, somebody says. <laughs> you know, ooh, I love that because I just want to say to you that um, I was at a time in my life where there was it was transitional for me because I wanted to get off the road because I had spoken to someone in Los Angeles and I said, you know, I want to direct. I came to New York to direct theater. That's my love, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, why don't you just direct? And I was like, uh, <laughs> it's like that, right? <laughs> the man, and again, this is in my memoirs. I told you that I wanted to direct and you gave me um, a play that you wrote and you won the Little Samuel Mills um, Award for it, Wesley. You got a great memory. You you gave me that play. And as soon as the wheels touched the ground, because I flew to LA to do the pilot for Eve show. Yep. We had Sky Tales back then. I was silver. Oh my gosh. You take me back. He went and did that pilot. That's right. Flip that that Sky Tale. And I was like, I'm directing. This as soon as I get back. <laughs> yeah. uh, you bodied it, as the young people would say, you bodied it. But you, you talk about believing in people. You didn't say, Tracy, let me see your reel. What have you directed? You were just like, okay, you're going to direct. You want to direct? Okay, here, here's something to direct. And that was um, aside from Miles, Radiance, and Soraya, the best in my whole life ever. Hmm. that whole experience and you I would have to agree with you that's top five for me for sure it's top five for me because that whole thing I mean man I mean it was in road it was in roads beyond I mean this is when you were who said to me I was sitting in your apartment and I'm not going to name drop but it just shows how far back it goes she goes no name drop drop because Ayana and I were talking the other day about you right and and I and the person she's going to name drop this was me because he came to all of our rehearsals we rehearsed at her house at her apartment right so (laughs) you know what I'm going to say who came in the house (laughs) I was like and I'm like, I haven't seen him since wherever. I mean, I'm I still I keep I'm so old school. All my numbers are still the same. I'm sure the number has changed. But there was a time. Yes. I used to be really cool with Idris Elba. <laughs> and he happened to come by to my apartment when we were rehearsing uh, this play, this one act play that I wrote in college that, yes, I, I was so beyond getting that honor of the Samuel O'Neill, the little O'Neill Award. And presenting that to Tracy, bated breath to see what she thought. She returned with a pow. And we were rehearsing that in my little apartment um, and then put that on off off Broadway. It is one of the it is the single most. Mm. It is it is a one of one, though. Although it's top five, it's a one of one because all that went into it and all the people we were all babies, babies. Oh, we were babies. I mean, I'm thinking like. You know, and he comes. Okay, so back to the Idris story. I vaguely remember somebody told me, and I was like, "He did." They were like, "Girl, Idris." Every day, you guys. One day, I I forgot he did. Yes, he Um, would sit on your couch, right? Yeah, he would just sit there and just watch it along. Hey, mate. (laughs) One day, and I looked when he was Big Dris, and he was a DJ, and he was working to come to the public. To the um, he would come to st- do Beverly Bond set, uh, my dear friend there, um, and he was big dris <laughs> on the one and twos. Oh my God, uh, you guys! Nobody knew his name, and 
he would one day he sat on the couch and Ayana was producing, right? And I said, This guy, he has this is all he has to do. Like he has nothing else to do but come to our rehearsal. They were off the wire. Remember, they were working on the wire. Yes, but I love the fact. Because, you know, when I ran into him, I was like, yo, I love the fact that you came to our rehearsal okay. and like supported us. <laughs> you like, what was it? You didn't have to. So that, yo. I love you guys. Um, the time has zoomed by. Our, our Already? Man. Yeah, our interview. That was a nugget, though. That was a good nugget. So, thank you. so just, just to show you guys the type of things that happen when you choose to be creative and you choose to be open. Um, I I was saying to my husband last night how I have met so many people, have been blessed to meet so many people in this business, whether, whether it be musicians or writers or actors or what have you. And I've learned so much from people who have been in the game way longer than I have. And I've been uh, endeared to and proud to be able to share wisdom with those who, who are coming in. Um, the one thing that I and you didn't even ask me to do this, but I'm just going to say it because um, it's on my heart to do. The one thing that I would that I would give for advice unsolicited is don't be afraid of who you are. Mm. Just don't. Because one thing that I have learned, what has been the thing that I believe has stopped some of my dear ones from progressing, um, some people that I don't associate with anymore, and I've watched them kind of plateau and kind of fall off, is because they have lost the sense of being okay with who they are. Because if you're just okay with who you are, um, you're opening yourself to the opportunity and the possibility of being the best of that self that nobody can do better than you. So if you try to emulate someone else, somebody else's journey, somebody else's road, you're, you're bound to fail because you, 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 you can't create that for yourself. You can't contrive that for yourself. You have to have the, and whatever that looks like, you're going to have some fa- failures, learning experiences. My husband wears this t-shirt that says he believes in lessons, never losses or something of that nature. So all of those things. And that's all in the line with Tracy Moore. I mean, all that talk is all Tracy Moore's doctrine. Um, but being yourself is the best gift that you can give yourself as an actor. Who are you as a person? If you understand who you are, you can portray anybody mm. as a writer. If you are clear with where you sit, any story will not be challenging for you to tell. People ask me, you're so prolific. You have content. I am never, I've never run out of material. Why? Because it's coming from a real space. So if I was trying to create something that, ooh, this looks hot because this is a show that's doing well. Let me try to do that. I, I, I really work like this. I, I've never worked like this. Yeah. I've always been like this. And it serves me. Doesn't mean that I don't know what's going on out around me. I'm very aware. Been blessed to have a level of consciousness, but I do this. Yes. So if I have any advice, it would be just don't be afraid of who you are. Live in that truth. You are going to be the best you. Whatever that comes out to being, you don't even know. But one thing you will know is that you will be actually satisfied. That's what I have to say. And you will know that satisfaction may be an Oscar, satisfaction may be a fellowship, satisfaction may be a book being published, satisfaction may only be, or not only, but will be you being an amazing mentor to your children. Uh That may satisfy you. You don't know. You will never know if you do not give yourself the blessing of being who you are. That's all I got. What I tell you in the beginning, blessing. 
Queen, you don't understand. You don't understand. I am so grateful, blessed. I pray in seconds now. So just know, yes, have to. We where are we at? And I am beyond. I'm doing backflips when I get up. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do some backflips. I got some leg issues. Slow down. I <laughs> you know how I feel. It's hard earned, Tracy. You know it's hard earned. You know this is coming from that yearning that that young black girl trying so hard. I spent so many years. Oh my gosh, just not okay. Just wanting to, why can't I? And the yearning and the pleasing and the pleasing and the pleasing. Oh, oh no, 47 I am. Ooh, yes, 47. Yes. Whatever I'm supposed to look like, bring it on. But I'm not going to not spend another day trying to do it for anybody but me and my God. That's it. Everybody else is going to have to be like, all right. You just healed some people today. I just want you to know, you just healed some people. My spirit just told me that. And see, and for me, the other part of my life that I enjoy so much is that I get to share the world with you. I get to share the world with you. And today, you guys, so blessed. Thank you, God. I'm so grateful. You guys stand up. Just like I said before, now you understand why to stand up. Put your hands together, you guys. I've been talking about the best Excuse me. I've been talking about some of the best. That's you included. That is the only reason why I sit where I am. I've been taught by some of the best. I'm standing I'm show you, man. <laughs> I, I, listen, I got my pads on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> hey, hey, we're in this together. <laughs> yes, we are, my soul sister. Yes, we are. And once again, you guys, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be blessed because Kashanda is going to stay with us for class and session. And I'm so excited for the actors to get this opportunity. So when we come back on the Spirited Actor podcast, we're going to have some questions for Kashanda that I'm sure these actors have been waiting and dying to ask. Okay, we'll be right back on the Spirit Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it. And I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. My gift today, my gift to you and myself. So blessed. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask you once again to put your hands together. Writer extraordinaire, producer extraordinaire, wordsmith extraordinaire, actress extraordinaire. I could go on. Brilliant. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Stephen, for putting your hands together for <laughs> the Perez. I'm going to learn how she says it, so I like that. Um, yeah, I do. It was like, I was like, yes. <laughs> so um, Elsa, Lathan. You guys, uh, we refer, refer to her as Superwoman because she does all and everything. Um, <laughs> boundaries, because we we like the word standards, right, Elsa? Standards. Yes. yes. <laughs> standards. Okay, so Elsa, can you introduce our actors who are going to ask questions? Yes, of course. Uh, first, welcome, Cassandra. That interview was like just full of gems, so thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, so today we have uh, Stephen Strickland and Maciel Argonaut. Uh, I just messed up your last name, didn't I? Okay. <laughs> I'll let you say it. <laughs> uh, Maciel Armengat. Armengat. Maciel Armengat. So first up uh, will be a question from Stephen for Chrisander. Hello, Chrisander. Uh I appreciate everything that you've done done and said today. I've learned, you know, it was great to learn so much about you. Just want to throw in the fact that, you know, since you will have all those things, those projects coming up from your books, I would like to throw Tracy Moore's hat in the ring for casting director. I'm just saying. Uh, so my question, my question to you, I had to, I had to figure out which one was, I guess, more pertinent. So I guess I'll go with um, what was or is, do you find your biggest 
struggle or hurdle to be throughout your career or even right now in life? Um, uh, I don't struggle with it nearly as much as I did, but I, I guess from time to time I do, uh, just the courage to say what I really want to say, you know, um, there's a way to say pretty much anything, you know, my cousin, my, one of my older cousins, we call her sis, her name is Alice. And she would always say, just be a, just be diplomatic. You know, um, she would tell me <laughs> if someone said something to me that I didn't appreciate, you don't have to combat them. You can just say, you validate them by saying, you know, there, there, there may be some truth in that. And you say, okay, uh, even if they're saying, you know, you just, there may be some truth in that. So having the courage to just say what, what it is you really want to say and finding a way to say that um, is, is, you know, will probably always be something that keeps me on my toes. You know, the great Maya Angelou said, it takes a lot of energy, a lot of work, a lot of time to make things look simple, to make things read simple. Um, and because she had such a wide audience, um, it was only because she was able to resonate with so many people, but it took a lot of time and courage for her to figure out how to be authentic and be able to resonate with people who are black, white, and all the other things in between and not just narrow herself to one lens or one group of people who look just like her. Um, you end up offending people sometimes if you're saying your truth. You sometimes you know, alienate people sometimes when you're saying your truth and it's all in the way you say it. So as a writer, I've learned how to write and I learn every day how to write better. There are essays that I cannot wait to put out. I have, have uh, focus groups for the essays on my website that I put out but I have people read them first to see how it makes them feel because sometimes I may say the things that I want to say, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to, how is it making this person feel versus this person over there? I My intention is for everybody to get that single message of whatever it is I'm trying to put out. So that is probably the one thing because I would love for as many people to be able to feel that intention. I'm writing for people who look like me, of course, but I really am writing for everyone because they're all thematic. And, you know, I'm black, but I understand what it means to be afraid. White people know what it means to be afraid. Men know what it means to be afraid. And so I have to figure out a way to say those things that will allow for everyone and as many people as possible, more importantly, to, to get those feelings. So I hope that answers your question. Yes, it did. Thank you very much. Of course. Are we jumping in right to me? Yeah. Awesome. Hi, Krishanda. Thank you so much for your time and the space you guys have created. I think it's funny because Tracy's always encouraging us to, you know, look at the signs, um, how to manifest, how to speak, all that good stuff with spirited actors. And I was supposed to attend another one um, of the podcast um, shows. And unfortunately, it didn't work out because of like some emails, um, service issues. And I feel very appreciative of that now because I feel like this is the one that I was supposed to attend. And oh, so I thank you so much for all your gems. I'm very much sitting here like she is talking to me. It's like, you know, mm. my struggle. So mm. thank you, thank you, thank you. It made me very emotional. Actually, I'm trying to control that. Um, so my question to you uh, is very much 
for me. I'm sorry. I, I made it very personal. I tried to make it broad, but I was like, I'm going to take advantage of this. She is a writer. Um, so it can also extend to acting because I am an actor first, but I do write and I'm trying my best to get out of this space that I'm in with my writing. It's been like about two or three years now. So my question is, have you ever been in a space full of such incredible talent that it became in, more intimidating than inspiring? And then that kind of developed into major major writer's block. And if so, what are the tools that you use to kind of slowly chip away at that wall? You said it, chip mm. away. You know, I'm all about micro leading into macro. There's a, uh, there's a, a businessman, a business person, who's got this incredible outfit in the industry today, who is literally a Superman for, for us all who look like this. His name is Charles King. And he's got a company called Macro. Uh, the hashtag is always stay macro. <clears throat> and we're always leading to that big thing. Mm. He knows more than anybody starting as an intern at WME, down at the bottom, that it was all about the micro that led to the macro. So you can have a really big idea. You know, you can say, yeah. golly, if I could just write this trilogy, I've got an idea for a trilogy. You just go, okay. You know, when people have to, I've got an it's going to be epic. We're going to have Star Wars meets, you know, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Indiana Jones meets the color purple. Be I mean, all that's fine, but that can overwhelm the heck out of you when you're trying to figure out what to do with such a big idea. Chipping away, micro. Micro. So you then you, you begin to put it on paper. My best thing, because I'm a writer, so and I'm and I'm so old school, I still write everything down. I'm not a I'm a typer. That's right, Tracy. I write every single thing. This was happening today, it's on the page, whatever, and it's like 10 a.m. Be with Tracy. That's what I know. So if I didn't do that for my day. With all the things that go on in a day, I may miss things. I may be overwhelmed with things. I may be, I may say, oh my God, I totally forgot. So sometimes it's good to just keep it real old school and just do the micro and focus on it. And that macro won't go away. We have evidence in the in the great outfit <laughs> that's out in the world called macro. It will never go away. But you you do have to start from somewhere. I would say keep it small. And, and before you know it, all those little pieces will, will form together. And I tell my kids all the time, it forms like Voltron. They're like, what is that? I'm like, let's just watch an episode. <laughs> <laughs> all the little cars, they come together and then they make a big guy and blah, blah, blah. But it, it all comes together. But you it has to start from somewhere. For sure. Thank you. Take a deep breath. And take a deep breath. After you finish, give yourself the, you know, the appreciate love moment, as Tracy Moore would say, um, that you completed that step. And then you do the next step and you give yourself those breaths. And before you know it, you're like, oh, my God, I have actually written this five hour movie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Somebody's got to write one. It may be you. But I'm just saying it all has to start from somewhere. Keep it small and build up. Will do. Thank you. Wow, those are great questions, you guys. Thank you so much for that. So we're going to move into our final moments. Um, we're going to do class and session. Elsa is going to introduce all the actors. They're going to do a scene for you. And then once the scene is over, whatever you want to give them, it's all on you, Cassandra. So, oh, okay. Elsa, you want to introduce? Everybody can say hi. Yes. 
So today in class in session, we have, I think all of these are OG class in session actors. We have, uh, of course, Miss Jaleesa Capri. Hi, thank you so much for all that you shared. It is a pleasure meeting you. Share some gems that I really needed to receive. So thank you. And we have Miss Raina Cedeno. Hi, how are you? And we have Mr. Alfonso Matos. Oh, good to see you guys. Okay, so um, Elsa will be reading the narrative. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay, on action. Timing, written by Leon Amato. Exterior, Brooklyn Bar, night. Cat heading down the street to meet her girls for a drink freezes when she notices a familiar orange beanie on the man ahead of her. She freezes and jumps back for a moment, but it's too late. He's noticed her. She smiles and walks closer. Uh, hi. I'm, I'm surprised to see you. I mean, what are you doing here? Hi, uh, Kat. Um, well, uh, I didn't expect to see you. Uh, I, I just came to, to town to visit. <laughs> what? He yeah. sees her looking at his watch. You're still wearing the watch. <laughs> yeah, I never take it off. They have I'm an sorry. awkward, silent moment. Yeah, I'll be right in. I just ran into a friend. <laughs> oh, you're um, with somebody. Wow. <laughs> um, listen, I, I just met her recently, uh, but it was just a timing thing, okay? Uh, nothing else can. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, all this time, I, I was waiting. I mean, maybe even hopeful. You know, I, I, I would have really waited for you. But look at you. <laughs> You're visiting someone else. You know, I was going through a lot then. Yeah. I mean, I wish I knew more. I mean, I, I wish... I wish I would have checked on you like like I wanted to, but I I just I just I wanted to give you space. It, it wasn't you. Trust me, it wasn't you. You did everything right. Hmm. It's this timing thing, you know. That, that's all it is. Yeah. His girlfriend comes back out anxious. Baby, it's our song. Come on. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just gotta go. Yeah. He, le- he leans in and kisses her on the cheek and heads into the bar with the cat left standing there. Scene. All right. Throwing it to you, Miss Perez. Well, that was that was a spicy scene. I was I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> oh wow. That's wild. Um, well done, everybody. First of all, give yourselves a round of applause and the audience that is here. I mean, that's that was lovely. Um, I know this story pretty well. Uh, I've, I've experienced something like this, so I know that I come from a familiar lens. Um, your name in the red? Uh, Jaleesa. Jaleesa, your, your name, gentlemen? 
Alfonso Ram. Alfonso, and you in the, is that black? Yes, Helena. Reina. Okay, Alfonso. Reina. Reina. I'm, I'm, I'm saying Reina because a lot of people don't pronounce it the way it is. Reina. It is Reina. It is Reina. Yes. I'm not Hispanic. I, I yes. don't want to. I, I, my puppy at first 16 and a half years was Reina, and she was. Okay. Um, this is fabulous. I, my, I think you all did a fantastic job. I actually wish I could see it shot someplace. Um, I would, my only critique would be. Um, if I had one, do I give a critique, Tracy? Yes. Okay. If I have a critique, it would be for former beautiful girlfriend who you are so camera ready already. I'm just like, God, you're so gorgeous. Um, all of you guys are just so great looking too. I would say that when you're coming from that space of you didn't expect for him to be there. And, um, so it's a shock that you're even there. I would pull back the emotion just a tad, just bring it just down a little bit because you don't, the emotion that gets that gets um, raised sort of from zero to like 30, you may want to bring it down to like 17. But the energy of, I was waiting for you, you know, all of that is very natural um, and it felt very heartfelt. Um, I thought that your volley, sir, back to, um, your former love was appropriate. Um, a little bit more compassion for her. Because again, you're both in shock in this moment, but you do, you. I, I'm just thinking like, you would sort of be returned back to that moment. You look at that watch, you acknowledge that watch, and that, you know, would naturally bring you back to you and her, right? So there's a little bit more compassion, a little bit less rush, there could even be a space in time. I mean, we say in television, three seconds of dead space is like the worst ever, but not to me because sometimes people need time to process. And if you have emotion that's filling that space, the audience can feel that. So don't feel like you have to go back and forth because sometimes, I mean, you guys haven't seen each other in forever and all you had was to watch and she shows up. So you clearly manifested that moment and here you are. And so. I would just take all of it down, like maybe 11% um, and give yourselves time to process because who knows if this is the last time you see each other again in this way. As for new girlfriend, I thought she was spot on. You're coming out of like, you know, maybe you can even, maybe if I had a note for you, maybe you can even take a minute but we were listening and watching on Zoom, but you could even take a minute and survey the moments, survey what you're seeing, and then okay. pop at them. Okay. Because I'm kind of clueless, right? I'm just like, he's talking yeah. to somebody. So I'm just like, yeah. Like, okay. And you can play that. You can play that if that's where you feel like her motivation is coming from. But to spice it up a little bit, I almost want her to be aware because she this is his, this is her 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 partner. Yes. So you're aware of him and you, you're aware. I mean, I know if I were to see my boyfriend standing with the woman and I would, I would, there's something going, I mean, instantly, you know, there's something a little more than what is meeting the eye. So you can, you know, just so give yourself a minute um, to address that situation. And then that's when you get your, as I say, the Viola Davis moment, who only had three minutes on screen and she was given an Oscar nomination for doubt. You got three minutes on screen, but she took those three minutes and then we have the viola cry now from that 
<laughs> from that experience. He has a signature cry. So if all you're being given is this moment of whatever you say, baby, it's our song or something like that, girl, that's all you have. You better make it the best. It's our song, baby, that nobody will forget. Did you see how she walked out? Did you hear the way she said it's our song? I mean, there was, she almost clicked her teeth after she said, I mean, just something that's going to make it. So you're as memorable as the okay. two people who are dominating the stage. Okay. That's all I got. Thank, Thank you. Y'all got a lesson. That's what you guys got, a lesson, okay? We went beyond constructive criticism feedback. You guys, please put your hands together. This was awesome. Interview day, life experience, future project, love, everything. It was everything. Prashanda, I'm so happy. I'm, you don't even know how happy I am to see your face and to have the confirmation that the group is back together again, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. Tracy, to be enveloped in this way, you know, you know I love work. I really don't have anything to say about it. It's all a feeling. You know, it's it's all in me. Too. I mean, I'm on the West Coast, so I'm kind of starting my day in a sense. Yeah. With this And um, to be enveloped in this way, it, it's just, it's everything. I thank you all. I'm so humble and I'm so grateful. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to put your hands together again for our multi-hyphenated creative being, uh, actress, writer, producer, just a great human being all around. Kashanda Lee Perez. And now it's time for Give Love. One of my favorite stories, and I have a lot of them. And one day I will sit back in my rocking chair and dictate the story to my granddaughter, Soraya, and make her write while I just sit back in memory. But one of my favorite stories about regret is with my dad before he transitioned into the spiritual world. And my dad asked me, he said, Tracy, before he passed, he said, Tracy, do you have any regrets? And I looked at my dad and I said, you know what? No. Instead of me sitting here laundry listing the things that I wish, like I wish he had come to New York and seen my life. I wish that he had met some of my friends here in New York and just experienced my whole New York life. But I realized there's nothing in my life that I regret. Nothing. And as challenging as it was going through some of the trauma that I've had, I don't regret it. It made me into the person that I am today. We have to stop regretting things. We have to stop being in anger of things and people and let stuff go. Time is quickly moving and continues to move without our approval, without... <laughs> You know, any, it, it consistently does what time does. And what we need to do is stop wasting it. We need to cherish times. We need to cherish moments. And we need to understand that in regret, we are saying no to experiences that have brought us to where we are today. Live in the present, live in joy, live in gratitude. 
Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited podcast. Thank you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.